Hello. I feel like we need a new intro instead of just saying like, happy Monday. <laughs> yeah, no, I do too. I was about to start singing, uh, but I couldn't think of what to sing other than you don't, we don't talk about Bruno, but you haven't seen Encanto. No, so no, I feel like at this point, it's like one of those things I just like refuse to watch because everybody else is watching it. Jordan. I did the same. I did the same thing with Frozen. <sighs> I didn't. I didn't watch Frozen for like years after it had come out. And I do enjoy Frozen. So in <laughs> due time. Yes. Well, this Encanto is so good. I don't, I don't know if we're using this at all for this episode, but it's seriously like there's so many things in it, which is why I wanted to talk about it today. Um, but we won't because um, we don't talk about Bruno uh other people who've seen the movie will understand that um it's there's so many things in it that are just like the whole time I was watching was just like this would have been awesome when I was a kid like the fact that anyways I won't get into it but it's great you should watch it I do I do feel like especially maybe maybe not especially but the newer like kids movies and stuff I do feel like have been really great at just like showcasing so much more in regards to like transparency and culture and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So <laughs> it's Monday. Uh, we're <laughs> recording an episode. <laughs> um, so this episode we just kind of want to be more or less kind of a conversation. We're going to talk about different things going on, current events, if you will. But I have had some life updates that I don't know. I'm going to share. Yeah. Yeah. So I have been working from home doing Zaya since fall of 2020 is that right yeah yeah that's right mm-hmm. it was right after Spencer was born yep. um but with just I guess I guess for those of you who don't know I am really into budgeting I like making like maximizing money and working with it and it's just one of those things that I have recently over the last few years, just really come to enjoy. Um, it's definitely what has like assisted in being able to stay home with the girls for so long. Um, but with upcoming, just like financial goals and stuff like that, I have been looking or was looking for, um, like an outside job to just kind of help with finances and hit some of those goals sooner rather than later. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, it was so frustrating. I think I was kind of on the hunt for like two months and there were so many things that I felt like were just irritating. Like just being a parent looking for a job that is um, adaptable. Yeah, yeah, to being a parent is just really hard. It was either like I could find one, a lot of stuff was part-time what or full-time. What I could find a lot of was full-time, which is great, but very like structured. We need you to be here 40 hours a week at these hours. And no, you cannot bring your children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is fine. 
But at the end of the day, when I would like do the math and stuff, I would have to one put Juby into like full-time preschool, which is not what she's doing right now. And then I would have to find something for Mooney um, to go full-time because Alonzo would also be working full-time and just the uh, paying for that just didn't seem like for our situation was like worth like the pay being gone, whatever kind of switching, switching the, the pays or whatever. Um, basically so be started- paying for them. Like you'd be paying to go to work. Yeah. So then in my head, I'm like, well, why don't I just find something part-time? Cause although I probably wouldn't get paid as much as I would doing a full-time job, um, it'd probably be around the same take home and I could still be home, um, more or less. So I ended up finding something. It worked out so perfect. Um, thanks to my sister-in-law, she actually was the one who kind of forwarded it over to me, but so I'm working part-time at a, place called Elevation Wellness Center here in Fairbanks, Alaska. And it's super unique. They do wellness therapies that include like infrared saunas. They do red light therapy. They do um, hyperbolic oxygen chambers. They do float therapies, which is just kind of like a big tub filled with salt so that you just float. Um, And so they do a lot, they do neurofeedback. They do a lot of super cool stuff. They sell a lot of, um, products and like vitamins and nutritional stuff. They host nutritional classes. I think this month my boss is leading a class on like gut health, just really kind of cool stuff that I do feel like aligns in one of the things that I'm interested in and like take priority in. Um, but then it, it really just lined up super well with, not having to adjust how I've been living my life the last two years. Yeah. So that's super cool. I, Alonzo and I tried the, their infrared sauna this weekend and it was really, it was super cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that you guys tried it. So what's the difference between like an infrared and like a regular sauna? The infrared is lights. Are they, um, are they, this maybe is a dumb question. Are they red? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the infrared sauna is a type of sauna that uses infrared heaters to emit infrared light experienced as radiant heat, which is absorbed by the surface of the skin. So traditional saunas differ from infrared because they heat the body primarily by conduction and convection convection from the heated air and by radiation of the heated surfaces in the sauna room. Mm. Um, so benefits to like that sauna is, um, for sure. It relieved like our muscles. I literally Mm. felt like a noodle for days (laughs) after I was like telling Alonzo, I was like, I don't even know that I have muscles in my body. Like, I don't know where they melted them. (laughs) It literally felt like they melted them, but it was like, so great at the same time. Um, and I in a relaxation way. Yeah. And I slept so good. I feel like after being pregnant with both the girls, I just, I don't sleep. I don't get good sleep ever. And it's not that they wake up at all. It's just, I never go into a deep sleep and I definitely felt like I got really great sleep after it. So nice tomorrow. I'm going to try my first float therapy. So I'm excited to see how that is because 
I have mixed feelings on the one, not mixed feelings. Like I've done it cause I haven't, but mixed like on, on like whether or not I would want to try it just because of, you know, my over analyzing brain. So part of me is like floating, like just the act of floating would sounds incredible. And I would love to do it. The other part of me thinks that I would panic a little bit because of like the, does it, it's dark, right? Like it can be. So there's a lot of different settings in there. You can have it like completely quiet. You can have music playing. They have, it's like a starlit ceiling. So you could have those lights on, you could have it completely dark. Like it's kind of up to you. It's a little customizable. My boss was saying though, it's like one of the only things that allows gravity to not exist. Right. Um, she was like, other than like being out in space, it's like one of the things that we can do that totally relieves like pressure from our body. She's like, cause when you think about it, I mean, there's constantly gravity. Always, like, yeah. Um, so I'm excited to just kind of like feel that, but, um, it's supposed to be really great for muscle recovery and oh, yeah. pain because yeah. of that. It's supposed to be really great for PTSD. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I just have this really, <laughs> I can't think of the word right now. This really, a fear that makes no sense. What is that term? Like a unsubstantiated fear or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. That like, if I'm in water and it's, my eyes are closed and I'm floating and there, I can't like nothing's under I'm not like sitting or laying on something in the water mm-hmm. or standing. Like I'm, my brain just goes to jaws. Oh, <laughs> and like, there is a shark under me. That's funny. <laughs> I could probably, oh. I'm sure I could get over that because yeah. it's so ridiculous. And I can, I can talk even in pools though. Like if I'm in a pool and I'm floating on my back, and I close my eyes, mm-hmm. I I have like this instant like panic of like, and I'm going to be eaten by a shark. Oh my gosh. I know I'm in a pool. Right. It's not a thing. <laughs> like, yeah, I have to like talk myself out of it. I don't know. I mean, I get it. I'm not judging. Do you? <laughs> it's okay if you don't, because I, even I don't get it. I, but I do know that like, that's not um an uncommon thing especially for like our generation that jaws was a thing like i know my brother has it too my brother has the exact same thing yeah so (laughs) maybe we're both weird but i don't know no i don't think so i mean i definitely am not like volunteering to go like scuba diving or really anywhere in the ocean past my hips yeah (laughs) it's weird though i would be okay with scuba diving that's funny. Yeah, no. Or sn- snorkeling, all that. I'm down. It's just it's just the unknown. It's the not seeing part. Like mm-hmm. being in water and not, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you could keep your eyes open. You don't have to close them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm super, super happy for you. I, I feel like it's going to be a nice little like change of pace and, you know, we always talk about like if when you're with your kids for a long time, um, having that adult interaction, like that, like separate where you get like a little bit of a break and you get to interact with adults and like meet new people and learn new things. 
It's all good. Yeah. I'm excited just with the, the flexibility of it all because it feels like it just aligns really well and satisfies. Like I'm still able to satisfy all the parts of me that I want to satisfy without having to feel like I'm sacrificing yeah. certain things. Like I don't yeah. feel like I'm sacrificing my time with them because I still get it in the way that I want it. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. And also the perks are great. Yeah. I mean, like being able to do all that stuff, I feel like, again, just like feels like it really aligns with just what I need. Cause and like who you are as a person. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the winter man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I need all acid. the help I can get to get yeah. the yeah. winter. So um, what about you? Can- any updates? I can't, uh, nothing as big as that. I mean, you know, we all were healthy for about a month. It was probably about the longest that we went in between any kind of illness in this house uh, this whole winter. So we've started back at day zero though, you know, like how many days, you know, had there been since an accident at this work site? We're back down to zero. <laughs> um because yeah, we're all just kind of getting over cold. And actually it looked like Charlotte was going to get through it. Okay. But then as of like two days ago, she said her throat was hurting and she started coughing and stuff today. So just another, you know, another sickness that we have to like get through. It's so frustrating too, especially because like, I am well aware that you guys like drink your water, you take your supplements, you, so it's like really extra frustrating. I feel like when you know, you're doing all the right things and you just, it's like unavoidable. Yeah. Like not only do I take like my vitamin stuff, but we literally, Charlotte gets like a a freaking like box. I have these little tiny, um, containers that I send her vitamins in for school. Mm Mm-hmm. And she gets like four kinds of vitamins. She gets like a multivitamin, extra vitamin D, calcium. And the last thing that she gets that we all take is elderberry with zinc. Oh, and then the fifth thing she gets is probiotics. So like, (laughs) I mean, and that's pretty normal for like all of us, you know? So we, on a daily basis that's what we're doing and that's what we're taking i'm i probably miss more days than anyone else in the household but i know i drink the most water out of everyone in this house yeah um but yeah it's like it's not even it's not even doing anything (laughs) it's not even doing anything so my toxic trait one of them is (laughs) i feel like the sun is just going to heal everything like it's just gonna fix all of my problems including the amount of sickness going through our house yeah I mean I'm okay with that yeah at this point like you gotta just hold on to whatever you can yeah for real for real you just gotta look up (laughs) um well um let's see what else oh um do you want to talk about spin for a cause uh yeah so back in like i don't know june sometime last summer i started going to indoor cycling classes um and really enjoyed the workout 
the vibe. Um, it was again, one of those things that kind of got me out of the house, which was super fun. Ever since then, I've been going all the time and have, I don't know the right word, but now it's like a whole family thing. Um, Alonzo goes with me sometimes as like a date night. My sister and my mom both go consistently. Actually, my mom will like go pick my sister up and then she'll pick me up and we'll go <laughs> at like 5 a.m. in the morning, yeah. which is super cool. Yeah. And my sister even um, does like uh, personal training at the gym. But besides the point, the gym is super cool and they do a lot of community-based like fundraising and certain spotlights because as much as going to the gym and exercising is physical, their mission is also very mental-based, um, which is super cool. So they do a event every summer. It's usually around or on the Midnight Sun Festival here. And if you're unfamiliar on um, summer solstice, we have kind of like a big celebration here. Yeah. It's and the longest day of the year. Yeah. It's definitely something to celebrate all that sunshine. <laughs> we look forward to it every day <laughs> leading up to it. Um, Plus, yeah, we so just they... got to like squeeze in every street festival we can <laughs> during yeah. this three months. There's always, okay. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's so fun. So we do in the street festival, they set up all the bikes downtown and they've got like a stage and they call it spin for a cause. And every year they pick a certain nonprofit or organization to like donate to. Um, and my sister, me and my mom are going to spin for team, um, mental maintenance podcast. Um, and we're going to raise money for the cause of their choice. And this year they're raising funds for suicide prevention, which is super cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's not going to happen until June, but it was super exciting to one hear that that was a topic that they were going to shed light on because it is a hard topic to talk about and, but it is an important topic to shed light on and to showcase like how people can find resources and how people can find help to prevent suicide. So we're going to be raising money. Um, at some point they are going to figure out, they haven't decided what organization they're going to donate to, but it most likely will be a local organization. Um, so if that is something that any of our listeners, want to help out with at some point, we'll be able to, um, take in some donations and we'll be awesome for the podcast. Yeah. And so, yeah, as soon as that's available, we can, we'll put it in the show notes. Anything else before we get into current events? The only other update I have is I kind of want to share just because I think there might be some parents that may be able to relate. I really haven't had this come up yet in parenthood, but I took Mooney to her 18 month old appointment. And I assume everywhere does this or most everywhere, but they give you that little survey and it's like, Mm -hmm. can your kid do this? And can they pick up a Cheerio and (laughs) put it on a necklace? Some like (laughs) random shit, right? (laughs) I know some stuff I'll I'll, like literally leave blank and be like, I don't know what this is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I could check off most of the boxes, but one of them, all of the ones that was related to like vocabulary and talking, I couldn't mark off because 
she honestly doesn't say any words at this point. And so we get in and I, I do really enjoy my doctor, but I know she has a checklist just like most doctors do. Right. Which again, this is kind of my first like time dealing with it, but it was kind of frustrating. Um, she was like, you know, at this point, usually they do, they can say things. And she kept asking me like, does she say like mom or dad? And I'm like, no, she doesn't. Like, it just felt like I had to like, like, are you sure? I'm like, yes, I'm sure I'm with her every day. Like, (laughs) um, and she, and then she started asking about like her hearing, like, do I think that she can hear? Okay. And I was like, there's no doubt in my mind that she cannot hear. Great. I mean, like we are asking her to do things or we use certain words in Spanish and she knows what we're talking about. Like there's no doubt in my mind that she can't hear or her hearing is bad. And she's like, well, let's schedule a hearing test since you've never had one done. Just like, just that's cause like, that's where we should start. And I, maybe I should have like stood up for myself more, but I was just like, okay, whatever. Um, but then once I got home, I'm like, why would I pay for a hearing test when like me, the mother, I don't, I don't sense that there's anything wrong with her. I just don't think she's ready to talk yet. Ready to talk yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, she shows signs of getting to that point, but I honestly just think it's slower than her peers, which again, I don't think is a bad thing. Um, but just something, and I, I get it. I get being like, okay, usually, right? Like the average kid can do this. So maybe just be a little bit more aware moving forward if it doesn't progress. Um, But it just felt weird with like the whole, it just felt like maybe I like as as the mom wasn't being trusted or something. Yeah. I don't know that that's the right word, but um, and go figure like this week, I think my, our appointment was last week in this week. She, I feel like has been starting Trying to show to. a little bit more progression. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it just felt so like, okay, sorry that she can't say eight words the day after her 18 month <laughs> birthday. <laughs> so it's so interesting. Cause I feel like Mooney and Theo have so many similarities in their like, I don't know, in their development or their lives. I don't know. It's weird. I feel like they've lined up several times. Well, I feel like our lives, like mine and your lives have lined up a lot this year and with certain things. Yeah. Um, but so Theo just had his 15 month and same thing, you know, the checklist and everything. And the only thing we couldn't check off was the vocabulary. He's not really saying words either. Um, and they, they went through the same thing with us. Um, she didn't give me a specific number. Like he should be doing, you know, certain nothing like that, but she was more like, you know, is he like, I was like, I mean, no, he doesn't talk, but he is very communicative in that he, she, I was like, they tell us at his daycare that he's, he communicates more than any other Like if he wants something, he will go to what he wants and he will point and he will show you if he cannot get it himself. But if he can get it himself, he'll just go get it himself and he'll bring it to you. You know, like it's like he he signs, he says, 
you know, he says, please, he says, all done. He says, uh, uh, more you know, he rubs his belly if he's hungry or, or touches his mouth, if he's hungry. Um, or he'll just literally go over to his high chair and point at his high chair and be like, "Huh?" Right. <laughs> he's like ready to eat, you know, mm-hmm. um, if he's tired, he goes into his bedroom and starts turning on like his noise machine and he grabs a book. Like he lets us know yeah. what he wants, but I didn't, I, I didn't have that same feeling of like, her like pushing or anything with him and weirdly they didn't ask about a hearing test at all maybe i guess because he has the tubes probably um but she actually referred she sent out two referrals she sent out one to acca which is do you are you familiar with them Mm -mm. so they're a local place that i took him there when he was like nine months old to be evaluated to see if he was having any other like delays just because he wasn't like physically he wasn't uh, like developing as much as i would like to and our pediatrician i love her so much is like very proactive like if you show any sign of being like a little worried or like a little upset about something she's like okay let's get it figured out you know like she's she i i'll give her that like she's really awesome and she's got so many good recommendations so she sent us a referral to there which is like the free uh local place like it's all free it's all like paid for like by the state or something um but basically they'll evaluate them and if they're more than 50 percent delayed in whatever area you're worried about then it's completely paid for and they'll pay for like speech therapy or this or that or like whatever it is that they're you know that they're needing Mm -hmm. um and then she also sent a referral to like the most like the newest uh speech therapist in town because i guess speech therapists in town are booked out for like months Mm -hmm. and this one literally just started like a couple months ago uh they both called me I talked to both of them um, because I wasn't necessarily worried, but I was just kind of like, I'm not really worried, but I don't mind talking to someone who's got more experience in it, like to give me a a better suggestion or like, you know, yes, you should come in or no, you're good. Like you can wait. Both of them were totally like, let's give them a few more months. Um, he's, especially since he's so like, he communicates so well in other ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and he seems to like, like they went into depth on like questions, like, is he, you know, inflection is, you know, what consonant sounds like they, they really went into depth. Um, so I didn't get him evaluated or anything. I just talked to them over the phone and both of them were like, let's give it a couple months and, and revisit, um, and see how he's doing closer to 18 months old. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, out of all the things that I've been worried about Theo about, speech is not one of them. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, you ready to get into it? Yep. So my first one is, I don't know, it kind of surprised me because my my first topic that I'm talking about is Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Mm -hmm. I am not a like a Kardashian fan. I don't watch the show. I don't like generally I don't really know what's going on in these people's lives but recently like I started seeing some of the things you know pop up 
on my social media or whatever that he that Kanye was doing since Kim had filed for divorce. Um, what what's crazy me? I, I so I researched a little bit more today. So Kim, just to give like a quick recap, Kim filed for divorce almost a year ago, like February of last year, and they kind of like went on and off. Um, but there's, there was a point in time where they were like, they were cool. She was showing up to like events and like supporting him and, and that kind of thing still, you know, presumably going through the divorce, but she was still being like supportive and everything seemed fine until she started dating Pete Davidson So I don't know how familiar you are with all of this, Mm -hmm. but as soon as she started dating Pete Davidson, Kanye just lost it. Like, and it has been like a just snowball effect of getting like a little more erratic and crazy. And like, I hate to use the word crazy, but a little more crazy each day. Like the stuff that I'm seeing Kanye do and say to and or about Kim is so familiar of like that of of a relationship that I had like back in high school when I broke up with this guy and he just couldn't take it. Like it's it's so manipulative it's so much emotional abuse. It's, it's insane. Like we're literally watching somebody emotionally abuse someone in broad daylight. And some people are taking it very seriously and some aren't. And the ones that aren't are like, they just think it's funny or it's like, those are the people that need to know this. If you take away like all of Kanye's money and the fact that him and Kim are famous and all that stuff, if this is happening in, in like the real world, this would be Red terrifying. A hundred percent. Like you would be going and filing a restraining order. And honestly, I think if she didn't have the amount of security that she has, yeah. she probably would already. Mm-hmm. And she, sh- I mean, so I kind of feel like she probably still should, but I know that that gets iffy when it's the, you know, father of your children and that kind of stuff. I don't know. Have you seen any of the things that he's said or done? Yeah, I've, I think I saw some of the tweets um, that he was doing around the Super Bowl. Yeah. Or at around that time. Um, I do agree with everything you're saying in regards to it. I think it's very intense. I think it's very scary. And as like an outside person, right? Us just seeing and reading and feeling terrified it has nothing to do with us no but when I read that I'm like oh my god yeah it's scary like yeah it's so reminiscent of like I said that that one (laughs) that one relationship I had where I broke up with a guy and he started showing up to places where he knew I would be or um you know, te- texting me and tell like, and it would literally be the same thing where it would be like, 
I'm trying, I don't want to cuss too much, but like you're an effing piece of, you know, this blah, blah, blah. Like him just cussing me out and telling me I'm useless and I'm worthless and no one's ever going to love me and blah, blah, blah. To literally the next minute being like, can we please just get back together and get married? Like, I just want to be with you forever. You're the best person ever. And like seeing his him like post screenshots of their conversation where she says like can you just keep our conversations private and he's like why you're my favorite person in the world like I'm your biggest fan like why I want everyone to see like you know my favorite person in the world is talking to me and like it's just like it's such gaslighting (laughs) it's so crazy yeah oh did you see what he sent her for valentine's day Uh uh-uh girl he sent a legit truck like a i don't know f-150 250 something all like all black windows tinted you know all this stuff with the whole bed of the truck full of roses Mm. and then on the truck like like written or not written but like yeah I can't think of graphics or whatever, you know, on the truck, it said, my vision is crystal clear, crystal and clear, both with K's. Mm, it's like, creepy. it's so creepy. Yeah. And just feels so scary. Like that's, especially on like Kim's end of just being like, just asking simple things, right? Like, can, can we just like have a conversation in private? Like, can we, do we have to, <laughs> put this out for everybody to see and it's it's not like she's asking for much right no yeah yeah. and and it's it's literally Aldra and he's still saying stuff like you know god will I'm just praying to god that like he brings my family back together or just all the all the stuff where it's like it's clearly in reaction to her being with a new person right because now he's like threatening pete davidson and threatening people around pete davidson he's he decided to like not put kid cuddy on his album because kid cuddy is like best friends with pete davidson and he said he's not gonna go just all these things where it's just he was like encouraging his fans to be violent towards him and all this stuff and it's just like it's it's so toxic. It's so scary. But because it's Kanye or yay, whatever he goes by, it's it's perceived as like entertainment. Yeah, it's like allowed to be different. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. dude's always been crazy. And it's like, no, no, no. Like you can see it ramping up. You can see it becoming more. Did you know that he bought the house across the street? from kim Uh uh-uh what that's creepy (laughs) like when it is so scary right because like you just picture like you said it's just like ramping up and things are getting like bigger and more extravagant but it's like at what point it just feels really unfortunate at what point this does it stop or somebody steps in and says like it's not okay you can't do this like People have to die. People have exactly. to do, you know, crazy things that could be prevented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sucks. I saw one person relate it to OJ and said yeah, that, like, sure. 
Yeah. Like basically if I can't have her, nobody can. Yeah. And that's like where it's headed. And I, I, yeah, it's, I, like I said, not, I'm not a big Kardashian fan at all. I mean, I just, I'm nothing against them, but I just, I'm not in, I've never been into it, but I feel so bad for her. I feel so bad for her right now. Like just something I never thought I would say about Kim Kardashian, but yeah, it's just crazy. Like I, I feel for her. I hope somebody steps in at some point before it gets before it goes too far, because inevitably it's going to. It will, right? Yeah, it will. Yeah, it's not going to slow down on its own. Something's yeah. got to stop it. That was my, <laughs> yeah, my one um, more like pop culture topic that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> well, my pop pop culture topic would be. Britney Spears I feel like she's been in and out of the media for forever but recently her whole thing with her conservatorship which has just like continued to come to light um how her family just honestly has like betrayed her for years and really she hasn't been able the conservatorship didn't allow her to do anything by herself even things, I mean, if you have, if you don't follow her on Instagram already, I highly suggest that you do because I feel like every day she just sheds a little bit more light and she shares a little bit more transparency. And I think not to mention that some of the stuff she posts is just hilarious. Like when she does like the role playing, like where she's playing like different characters and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I, there's one where I thought it was a real, like I thought she was like, it was voiced over, but it was not <laughs> like it was her doing all these different voices. And I was like, man, I have no idea she could do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but like over the years, right. We've seen her like do her head shave and all the like Kevin stuff. And I feel like just within the last few years, it's really like come to light of like how intense her life has been and how quickly everybody has just been able to judge her one because she's female um two because she was I don't know I feel like maybe for our generation maybe one of like the first like big female like pop stars Mm -hmm. um I feel like she got sexualized a lot and well and even her relationship was so like everything was so public yeah Yeah. right and imagining like your own relationships when you're what 16 right imagine that being like (laughs) everywhere people like mistaking or misreading certain things and then having it blow up I mean that in itself can be mentally traumatic but then this conservatorship she had like no control of her money. She had no control of her entertainment schedule. She was pretty much told where she could be, when she could be there. She couldn't drive a car. Well, she also couldn't have kids, right? Like she was told like after she had the two with Kevin, like yeah, she was like forced to do to take birth control of some kind or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that, but I know I know for sure she, she was like had to take certain medications every day and that they weren't, I mean, like she, yeah, she literally like didn't have a choice. She was like 
held against her will almost. She couldn't leave her house. Just like, again, fucking scary mm-hmm. to imagine. Yeah. But as of November, I think her com- conservatorship like completely is gone and over, um, which again has been super fun to like follow her just one to like see her story and get like her perspective from it all. Um, but then also just to like see her do fun things for herself and be weird. And like, I don't know. I, I always talk about Brittany's confidence because she just does anything. She just does what she wants Mm -hmm. and she is who she is. And she's like quirky and fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I think it's super cool to see that knowing like all the weird weird stuff that she's had to like go through um but she's like still willing to show up and be in the spotlight well and if you've been locked in your home for a decade you find ways to entertain yourself and they're probably gonna look weird to other people you know what I mean like especially someone who is so used to being a performer an entertainer like and you take the entertainer away from people, what are they going to do? Like, they're going to entertain themselves. How are they going to entertain themselves? They're going to start doing weird stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, it just makes sense. And uh, real quick, bef- before you keep going, there was this, uh, I think it was maybe a TikTok. It was right after her and Jamie Lynn started feuding. And uh, there was this girl who came out with a TikTok of like, the southern interpreter for Britney oh, Spears I think yeah. I sent it to you yeah I seen that because honestly like up until I saw that TikTok when I was reading it I was like man hope she's okay you know like just kind of you know like it's, it's looking a little it's looking a little rough and then when I heard her because I'm from the south right as soon as I heard that girl reading it in like a southern tone and infl- inflection so I was like oh yeah she's fine she's just fucking southern yeah <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah today she posted that congress invited her to like testify and share and share her story which I think is pretty cool yeah whether or not she does it I don't know but I oh she didn't that. say she was doing it she just said that they asked I don't think so. Yeah. Um, she said that she got the letter a while ago. Mm. Um, and she's like, just now like, thanks for the invite, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I, um, this is so super random, but I love, her. I love that she always uses the rose emoji. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I know. notice that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. She's so good. And I, I'm sure that if you've been listening for a while by now, you know, that Britney Jordan loves Britney Spears like a lot. So we're rooting for Brittany, basically. Always. Always. Okay. Next, we should maybe talk about the Olympics. Yes, because that's something we both brought to the table. And so one. Yes. Alonzo and I watched. uh, It's so hard for me to pronounce her name. Camila Velieva. Camilla, 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 yeah, Valieva. Yes. So, women's figure skater. She is from Russia. She is incredibly good. You don't know anything about what's going on, the scandal wise, unreal. Like, 
you can tell I, I I don't watch figure skating. I've never, I can't skate to save my life. I can watch her in, and right after watching someone else that's also Olympian and know and notice the difference. Her skill set is so one of a kind. It's honestly mind-blowing like it doesn't seem humanly possible but she's out here she's 15 years old um super just super talented and then what how long has it been it's been i think it was february 8th that her test results came back okay so her test results came back and it showed multiple heart drugs Mm -hmm. she had been taking and what was it like? I think maybe there were three, but a few of them were on the ban list. Yeah, three, three were in her system. One was one was on the ban list. Okay, because it enlarges your blood vessels and whatnot, and therefore can pump the blood faster to your muscles and your organs and everything. So it's just a, basically sums out to a performance enhancing. Yeah. It becomes a performance enhancing drug. Yeah. So the controversy was or has been that the Olympics were talking, trying to figure out whether or not they were going to allow her to compete, which one to me seems very silly. Like, why is that even a conversation? If it's, if she does deposit for something that's on the ban list, like, bye. Yeah. Why is sorry. it even? Yeah. I'm so glad that you have that. View. <laughs> sorry. Not I sorry. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Like, oh my god. It just I don't know. I mean, as somebody who has been an athlete in figure skating, like that's the one thing you're going for, right? I mean, like for real, what else is there? You want to be you want to skate at the Olympics. And so yeah. just like I mean, everybody, I'm sure, you don't have to be an athlete to know like how intense and committed and dedicated you have to be in order to get to that skill level um and to like get there and be alongside people who are not being fair about it or clean about it right it just feels really degrading to the amount of work that you've put in I don't know it just it sucks it's sad yeah I so I think I think the whole, cause it's kind of hard for me to find the answer to this, but I, I think that their whole reasoning for like not mm-hmm. kicking her out or disqualifying her was her age. Yep. Because she's a minor, which means she's more protected. She has more protection because of her age and the How- punishment is lesser. However, <laughs> I feel like if you have a banned substance in your system, you have a banned substance in your system. That should not be, that should be a cut and dry disqualification. And yeah, you could say like, oh, she's too young. She obviously wasn't like someone else was doing, you know, was giving her that or maybe like, you know, feeling like she, she does, you know, she's not old enough to have her uh, consent, you know what I mean? Like to give consent, but when someone's disqualified from the Olympics, you're not just punishing them. You're punishing their entire team, which would consist of the adults that are in charge of her 
that would therefore be, you know, the ones who you're saying are the ones that are like making her do this or like, you know, oh, she doesn't have, you know, consent or she can't give consent for that kind of stuff. So like blame the people that, you know, apparently are the ones that are, you know, forcing her to do this. And yeah, she is 15. It probably wasn't her idea to take fucking heart medicine. You know what I mean? But like, it doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter. It should not matter that she, it shouldn't matter what her age is. And honestly, like, I feel so terrible for everyone else competing with her because it's just like, why am I here? Why am I here? Like, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm negative for everything. I don't have, you know, any, I'm clean. I've done this exactly the way that we are supposed to do it and Mm -hmm. poured my, you know, blood, sweat and tears into this sport. But now you're, you're forcing me to go up against somebody that did not do the same, did not take it in the same way that I did, does not hold it to the same standard that I do. Like who is going, who's going to win? She's going to win. Like she's going to get gold. Right. But then her punishment is zero medal ceremony. So you're also going to punish silver and bronze. You're also going to punish anyone. Let's say she doesn't win gold. She she gets a medal at all. You're going to punish the other two people that would be getting a medal because, like, she has drugs in her system. Like, I just don't. Like, the whole thing is so insane to me. Well, and I think when we think of the Olympics, we think of, like, the top of the top, right? And so I think, I mean, for me, I... I, I hold the Olympics to that standard of like, do, do what's right for everybody who's worked so hard to like be there. Um, clearly in my opinion, didn't. And yeah, it's not fair to, um, the rest of the people competing, especially, especially maybe not especially, but I am going to point out in a sport like women's figure skating and the Olympics coming around, what, every four years, you don't have many chances to get there. I mean, being any age over 20 is old yeah. when it comes to like women's figure skating. So it just really hurts my heart to, to hear and see um, some people really only get that like one chance and to and to have the people who are supposed to uphold those rules in the right way and like protect the mass of athletes. Right. They definitely like didn't do that. And that sucks. Yeah. Um, I would like to talk about one other part of this, which I haven't seen anyone else really talk about. Everyone's just super frustrated and upset with this whole situation, which is obviously a hundred percent understandable. I do worry, though, about her specifically. Can you imagine being a 15-year-old girl and knowing that, like, most of the world is watching 
mm-hmm. and is pissed <laughs> at you. You know, I mean, whatever. Let's say she she did do it, right? Like, let's say her coaches have no idea and she snuck it on the side because she's so worried about like being top, you know, whatever. Like, you know, I think the story that's out now is like there was a, a mix up with her grandfather's medication or yeah. something like that, which seems so ridiculous, but I digress. Um, let's say she did it of her own accord. Like, <laughs> Can you remember what it was like to be 15 and like the dumb shit you did or like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I know that they're held to a higher standard because they're Olympians, right? Like this is what they've been trained, you know, they've been trained to do and she's been skating since she was like three and, and all these things, but like whether she did it knowingly or not, I just can't imagine being a 15 year old. Like I know how fragile I was at 15 I can't imagine being in the position that she's in at this moment. Like she's going to have a tough time probably for the rest of her life, at least her, the rest of her teenage years and, and early 20, you know, like she's, she's going to have a rough go of it in anything that she wants to do. And that's just really unfortunate for someone of that age. Cause that's still so freaking young. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I think about what she must be feeling like in this, in doing something she obviously loves, you know, um, and, and I, and I get, I, I, I totally understand everyone's frustration and anger. I'm frustrated and angry at it. I'm not even, like I said, I can't even skate to save my life, but, um, but I do have to take a minute to think about like, you know, you're out there and they're not even like, they're not even, uh, commentating on your, your set. You know what I mean? Like, that's how bad it is. Like, I'm sure you can feel the freaking tension in that room and it's dead ass silent, you know, while you're skating. Cause nobody wants you there. Rightfully so nobody wants you there, but she doesn't have, I'm sure. I mean, also, you know, from Russia, I'm sure she does not have the option of not showing up. You got to get out there and you have to do what you are being told to do. And I just feel like that that's probably a very scary and lonely place for her right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this was, this was, and is a life-changing event for her, right? Like no, no one's going to forget this. No, it is now in history. And at the age of 15, did I, do I feel like I had the skills to handle pressure like that? No. So I definitely do get that perspective of things, right? She's still a human being with feelings and it has to be, that has to be acknowledged. Um, and we can still be frustrated and and angry at the situation. So any athlete, no matter what skill or level you're at, there's, there's like this pressure behind it. Right. But Mm -hmm. absolutely. When you're a athlete at that specific level. And I think sometimes it does depend on where you're coming from and the cultures and the expectations and, um, 
I hope that, you know, whatever she can do for herself mentally and to help her get through it. I hope that she really does. Um, and I hope that she is support like, yeah, you know, I hope that she, she is seen as a human being, at least from her closest people. I hope that she has someone to like lean on or vent to, or like, you know, hold her up in some way. And I hope it's not just, um, you know, we can think of like the worst, right? Like the parents that basically breed their kids to be, you know, or force their kids to be in certain things just to literally make it to the Olympics. Like that's been their entire lives because their parents, you know, let's hope it's not that. And let's hope that she has like a supportive ring of people around her um, that also realize that she's a human being and not like a racehorse. Right. Let's see. Let's talk about love is blind. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm always down. So, (laughs) um, I brought up or I wanted to talk about love is blind for a a couple reasons. Um, I find it fascinating, right? Like the show is just like, Oh, I would, I would definitely go on that show if I was not married or, you know, has, have been with Alonzo for a million freaking years. I would absolutely go on that show. I think it's so interesting I, uh, yeah, that would be my top show to go on. I feel like, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> I love you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, I just asked Steven last night, like, would you go on a show like this? Like, you know what I mean? Like if we, if you were this age and you did not, you were single, no yeah. kids, like it just wasn't happening. Would you go on this show? And, uh, like without hesitation before I even finished my sentence, he's like, no, no and I was like I might like I I might I I almost I could see myself doing it but I could also see myself I wouldn't want to be that person right that's like like, oh it's just not there you know Mm -hmm. like once you see him in person so I wanted to bring it up because I have a couple questions that I feel like we could get into a little bit one is, do you think, do you, do you think people specifically on the second season are being themselves? Do you think they were being themselves like in the pods or do you think they were more playing to like a certain version of themselves that would play out well on TV? Um, I don't necessarily feel like, I mean, I definitely feel like there's moments and glimpse of where you're like that is definitely um and I am so bad at remembering names but the blonde guy the big like blonde guy Shane yes I mean red flags hello so many yep so many red flags right yeah Uh so so there's like moments where I'm like that's him like that's his real personality (laughs) and then there's portions where you feel like he kind of like reins it back in but I also feel like that is part of his personality which is just more red flags yeah and he's like able to do that um I do feel like with them so he picked Natalie Mm -hmm. I the one his one saving thing in my mind because I don't I don't like him at all but when he gets upset with her because like she refuses to pay him a compliment like refuses 
Um, I don't get it. I like, I, I kind of get it. I don't do that at all to any extent. However, if you're going to be with someone like, especially brand new, like brand new with someone, like the fact that she's just like, just shuts him down. Like every single time he's like trying to be sweet or romantic or nice or this or that, like, I can see how frustrating that would get. And just yeah. where you would just be like, you've got to stop. Like you think it's funny. It's not funny. You know, because it even frustrates me. So I'm like, Jesus, just give him a freaking compliment so he doesn't feel like shit. <laughs> like, yeah. <come> on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Um, I feel like they, them two were like the weirdest for me. I, like, I don't. The weirdest match. Like, mm, yeah. And just honestly, like individuals, like I don't, um, I was like the way that she would like talk or she talks. I'm like, is that really how you act like all the time? Or like, yeah. I don't know. I just, I felt like for, for her, yes, I feel like she played a little bit more into like the TV aspect of it, or maybe just like caught up in like the situation. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about um, Shake and Deep D? <laughs> Yikes. That guy creeped me the fuck right? out. Right? Creep me out. But then she what she was like, oh, he was like really kissy, but I liked it. I'm like, okay, girl. Oh my God. <laughs> when he comes out and grabs her ass the first time they see each yeah. other. Yeah. I was like. Well, also, red flags, <laughs> right? Because. <laughs> He was in the in their conversations behind the wall. He had very many red flags, and she like saw them. Yes, but then I think I but I think it would be really easy to get caught up in like the whole thing of it all, right? But yeah, it's oh like, my gosh, yeah. When he asked, "Would I be able to put you on my shoulders at a concert, or would I struggle yeah. to put?" I was like, mm. <laughs> bye mm -hmm. bye like no thank you <laughs> or when they when they met and they like went their separate ways again didn't he say like I'm gonna get you pregnant or something uh, yes that's like he whispered it in her ear Barf. as they were mm -hmm. walking away and I'm gonna get you pregnant and I was just like Ugh. yes Barf. dude could Gross. you imagine I mean Never. yes they've had conversations but that was the first time they like seeing each other in person I'd be like dear god I think that my life is in danger <laughs> and also they're like walking away okay so they see each other the first day he can't keep his hands off her he's he literally I've never seen someone grab someone's ass the way eyes he just was like staring at her like, like oh my god oh something. my god oh my god like you're so beautiful i'm gonna get you pregnant all these things right and then they get to mexico and he's like i'm i'm not physically attracted to her <laughs> wild what like yeah. i he's so yeah no i want to tell her and i feel bad for her because she just doesn't see it at all Mm -hmm. She does not. She's like, yeah, we're taking it slow and we just don't want to rush. And it's like that. That was obviously his choice because he's all of a sudden decided he's not <laughs> attracted yeah. to you. 
Not that he's saying that he's telling everyone else, which I'm like, oh my God, if she doesn't know any of this and they're like watching it, can you imagine if they like stayed together? Like they could be, well, maybe they're not together right now, but they could have been together when this came out. Like, we don't know. We don't know if they got married or not, but they could, maybe they are (laughs) married and she's like, what you were telling every single person you came in contact with that you were not physically attracted to me like oh yeah just it's just okay so that was my one question and then because I feel like yeah I feel like some of them it's a little heightened yeah more so than the first season right because the first season had that like authenticity of like it was the first one Mm -hmm. people didn't really know what they were doing or how big it was going to be so I feel like people are a little more authentic on the first season yeah um whereas this season I feel like they know like oh the bigger my personality or the or the more different or like you know interesting I am like the more likely I am to be one of the couples that gets you know, showcased or whatever. Um, my other question for you was, do you think you can grow a physical attraction if there is nothing initially? So like, of course, physical attraction grows, right? Like it, it, you're going to be more physically attracted or less physically attracted to your partner throughout your relationship, mm-hmm. um, just depending on what's going on right um but i'm talking about zero like you walk through that that door slides open and you're like crap because there's nothing right like (laughs) do you think that two people who have zero physical attraction can eventually physically attracted to each other Mm, no i don't think so because i I do agree with you in like physical attractiveness like ebbing and flowing Mm -hmm. i do feel like that's a thing but i feel like there's always a baseline right right right. it it started somewhere so it can't like (laughs) completely tank out I don't know (laughs) um but no I think that you could be in love with somebody based on like right I mean I feel like it's almost kind of like maybe we could relate it to like best friends of um other like the opposite sex or whatever like you you are in love with them as a person and their core values and X and Z, but you don't necessarily, you are, you may not be attracted to them, like sexually attracted to them. Yeah. Um, The first person that pops into my head is Jason. I love him more than anything in this world. He is like, I can talk to him every single day. Gross. (laughs) But you would, yeah. No offense to him, but you no offense to Jason, but he would say the same thing. Like, we're just it, no, like, uh, yeah, just no, yeah, yeah, but yeah, there was nothing initially there either. Like, I, you know what I mean? Um, and so it's funny too, and I'm totally gonna call her out. The other day, Ellen was over here and she was 
somebody somehow Jason came up and the person I was talking to was like, who's Jason again? And she was like, you know, the hot firefighter. And I was like, ew, (laughs) don't, don't call him hot. Gross. (laughs) That's funny. But I, so the reason I ask is because there's another, the one that split. Oh, I guess we probably should have said spoilers before all this. I'll put it in the show notes or something. Did went went to like got engaged, went to Mexico, but then she she bounced. I can't I can't Shana and Kyle. Yeah, maybe. Um, I feel like that's what happened there. I feel like she did have a mental connection with him. She was vibing with him. She you know she really like was cool. I mean, she also liked Shane. I didn't really. But with them, they had a well, not on his end. I guess, but like her end, she was very much like you are not religious. And that's a huge part of my life. I feel like that was like, she'd been hesitant about that from like the very, I don't know. I don't know why she said yes. Honestly, I don't feel like there was any ounce of her that wanted to say yes, but she felt obligated. I mean, I would, that would be the shittiest part (laughs) of the whole thing. Right. Being in a situation like that, where you're like, I, it's not that I don't vibe with you or like feel a connection with you but I just don't see it going there yeah yeah so well kind of like that the other couple that that happened with where she was like "Mm, I'm kind of feeling this other connection that I have and then they were both like distraught like Mm -hmm. even her because it was like I had to tell someone no like it wasn't because she didn't feel anything for him. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, I think that's what happened with that one though. I think he, wa- I think she was like, maybe, you know, if he's hot, maybe I can do handle it. You know, maybe I can deal with it. And then I just, I think he walked out and she was like, nope, not for me. <laughs> Which sucks. Cause he's such a nice guy. And then he's like, <laughs> seriously spoilers i really hope no one's listening to this that if they haven't seen love is blind yet mm-hmm. um he when she after she left mexico like dipped out without saying anything and he was like oh she's just she's just i'm gonna get her like so she's, just being, <laughs> she's just being she's in her head you know and i'm just like oh this poor guy just does not he does not see it he does not see it so I'm excited like, to see the rest of it. The um, the like idea of the show and all of that like sounds super cool, right? And but thinking that it would work out the best way, like the best scenario possible. But if it doesn't, I feel like it's just very traumatic. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and they walk in with so many people, right? There's like at least twenty of mm-hmm. each, you know, male and female. And we end up following six couples that got engaged. But I was reading after the first season, there was like two other couples that got engaged. Hmm. They, they just ended up not following because they weren't as interesting or whatever. Or too boring. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like they still sent them to like the retreat and everything like that. And I think they were even like, they even hung out with the other couples there's maybe like a few scenes where you can actually see like one or two of them mm-hmm. um but yeah they just didn't make the show i and i don't i have no idea if they're still together or not but i do know that 
that from that first season, I think two of the couples are still married. Mm. The two that got married are still married. That's cool. I mean, um, story to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Those two couples are like the one really annoys me, but um, one of the couples is really cool. I think like, I think they legit like found, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. the other one. I think the girl is just anyways, we don't have to get into that, but Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see like what, how it ends up. Cause on this season, I feel like, I don't feel like any of the couples are solid. Mm -mm. Whereas like the first season, most of the couples seemed solid to me. Yeah. Except for like one or two. But this season, I'm like, everybody has issues. I don't know if anyone's going to make it. Yeah. For sure. But, well, that was fun. I don't feel like we ever talked about what was blind before. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, let us know if you guys liked this type of episode. Um, we could definitely work something like this in every couple of months or so. Um, I had a lot of fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jordan is nodding her head in approval. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if we, if this is something that you guys, you know, liked to hear and you, or you want to like suggest topics for us to talk about next time, uh, please let us know. We are still um, looking into the live episode and we are also still looking for someone uh, for, We're going to start the listener submitted uh, logo contest Mm -hmm. thing where we will definitely have a prize. We will definitely have, yeah, like it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, So look for details to come on that. Jordan is going to let you know where you can find us. Mm. I am. I am indeed. Um, Instagram is mental M podcast is our Instagram. You can email us and that is maybe the best way to like lengthy communicate with us. (laughs) And that is MM podcast one at Gmail. Yes. Yes. You can find Denise on Instagram at Denise Serino basic i'm just kidding (laughs) you can find me if you're lucky you can find me at torres j-a-a-y mrs on instagram and then we are on facebook you can find us easy there mental maintenance podcast um and yeah i've been thinking about signing us up for a tiktok but we'll see yeah we'll see (laughs) um we have fun posting and sharing stuff on social media and I think it just maybe doesn't need to say have it doesn't need to be said but it's always great when you guys like and share and comment our stuff um you know our goal with this podcast is to help and reach as many people as possible and you have the direct hand in helping us do that. And it is by sharing. So yes, thank you in advance. And a five-star review and 
rating or five star rating and written review are always nice as well on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can now leave a rating. You can't write a review, but you can leave um, a rating five stars, hopefully. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We love hearing from you. We love your feedback. Um, We've got some exciting things coming up soon. And we will see you all next time. Peace out. Bye.